Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Emily Throckmorton from Kaizen Athletics out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. What's going on, Emily? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to have you on as well. And I appreciate you joining and giving some of your time to, you know, sit here and talk with me. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to dive into starting your own fitness business? Sure. Um, so this is actually, uh, it, it's been a wild ride. Um, and this is by far the hardest job I've ever had in my entire life, but I would not trade it for anything. Um, so I hope that people, when they're listening to this, um, if they're having struggles trying to figure out where their path is or what road they're supposed to go down, just know that it is very bumpy. It is very exhausting. And eventually you'll make your way uh, to where you're supposed to be. Um, but for me, um, I always grew up playing sports and working out at the gym. And that was always kind of my passion. Um, so I knew in some capacity I wanted to be in the gym space. Um, getting there was very hard. Um, I'm sure as most people know, you have to work the little job. So I think I, my first job was working at the YMCA as, um, like a little tiny group instructor for like one class every month or something. Um, and that was kind of where I started. Um, and then from there, um, I moved to Virginia beach from Richmond in about 2012, I moved there to uh, lifeguard on the beach. And um, if you think you're fit, um, go be a lifeguard on the beach and you'll find out really quick that uh, you're probably not as fit as you think. Um, so that is when I was introduced to CrossFit. So in 2010 or 2012, I was introduced to that then. Um, and so I started going to a lot of CrossFit gyms in Virginia Beach. Um, and I always wanted to coach, but it's very hard to get your foot in the door. So you need to get your level one certification and then you need, need right. to intern at different places. So it's a very long process. Um, and at the time, I think I was working at little odd jobs, making, you know, $8 an hour, you know, you're barely hanging on, um, but you just keep fighting no matter what. Um, and so luckily, um, in 2016, um, my now husband opened up a CrossFit affiliate and I was his full-time coach at that facility. So I had the support of him and he sent me to my level one certification. Um, and then from there on out, I was his full-time coach. So that meant, um, about six to seven classes a day that I would coach. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of dove right in, but he gave me the entire internship process that I needed that I think anyone that's trying to get into the coaching space, they need to have that support and internship somewhere. Um, so I was lucky enough to get that from him. So um, he told me everything I did right and then everything I did wrong as well. Um, and I truly believe that that education I received early on has helped me so much, not just in the coaching aspect, but as a business owner too. He was very hard on me, um, but it has helped me tremendously become a better person. So um, hopefully people find that person that can help them. Um, and then in 2018, we closed down that gym affiliate um, and for two years, I had a personal training business out of our friend's garage gym, which was not even like big enough to have a car. It was tiny. 
Um, and so I did about one-on-one -on -one private training there. Um, and then in 2020, my gym that I'm currently in, which is 800 square feet, that was built. So in 2020, that's when like my business really took off was uh, from that point. But I, you know, I go ahead. A crazy time for it to take off too, right? I know. You started right before COVID or? Yeah. So we opened February of 2020. So oh, wow. what a month or two months later was yeah. kind of when uh, COVID hit. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't the best timing, but um, you know, it's all of what you make of it. So I right. kind of made the choice to, um, not let my business fail. So I just kept working. And, you know, for us, we have a full on open concept gym. So big garage door, back door, and it's just constant. We're outside, inside, whatever. Um, so yeah, we kept our business going. Cool, cool. So yeah. Kaizen Athletics, did you take anything, any type of the CrossFit training that you did and implement it into this business? Or is it a whole new type of fitness? Because CrossFit is you know, very different compared to your average group training classes, your average private training sessions. Sure. Um, so for me, my background with my education is a lot of CrossFit. And I thank them for that because the I think for without a doubt in my mind, they set the bar extremely high yeah. for education. So I think um, I, I love the education they provide. Um, and so I implement the methodology of CrossFit into our space. But at the end of the day, CrossFit is a brand. And for us, we just kind of say, you know, we're a functional fitness gym, which is basically we're teaching you how to move well and move safely inside the gym so that activities outside of your gym are better. So activities of daily living, you know, you're squatting, you're deadlifting, which mimics other things that you're doing outside of the gym. You know, you're sitting down on right. the toilet or you're picking up groceries off the floor. So with functional fitness, that's more so what we do. Right. Keeps but, the joints healthy too. Right. Especially oh yeah. as, you know, people get older, it's important for them to start doing functional training. So that's Absolutely. like a perfect demographic to hit. What, what is your average demographic at your facility? Sure. So our, um, I, I would say ranges, um, we have, you know, I don't really focus on children as much. That's, um, which, you know, I'm God bless the people that do. It's definitely a hard, God group. Bless them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard population to teach, it but is. I have had from 13 year olds to, I have a current, uh, my mother-in-law, she's been working out with me for um, about six years, which is incredible. Okay, cool. And she's 76 years old. So yes, you have a wide variety and that's what I love. Like I love to teach like general physical preparedness for all ages, all fitness levels. So, you know, my favorite, to be honest with you, is someone that is completely deconditioned. They're a mom of four and they want to get back to being able to play with their kids again or throw their kids around, run with their kids, whatever it is. That's kind of my favorite is yeah. so that I can make them like feel better, move better, build confidence so that they can have fun outside of the gym. So for us, we're all over the place, but it is really great too, when you have a, a class of five and you have, you know, an athlete that can move really well, move heavy weight, and they're on that spectrum, but you also have a deconditioned athlete um, who has less weight and is maybe has less reps or whatever it is, but ultimately they're doing the same workout, which is really incredible. So we're, we're big into inclusion, like never making someone feeling like they're less of anyone else. You're just maybe your intensity level is different or your volume is different, but they're still doing the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's really important to us. 
And, and you touched on something that that I thought was was a good advice, really important about how bumpy the road is for not only gym owners, but any type of business owner, especially when you first dive in, right? What was something that was more difficult or more unexpected than you thought when it came to being a gym owner or starting your business? Sure. Um, so the entrepreneurship is very challenging. That's a very challenging road. Um, and this is my first time doing any of this and it is the hardest thing I've done. Um, uh, but I would say for me, I would say the, the business aspect of things, the financial things, um, that, you know, I didn't really understand going into it. I didn't understand how taxes work or how sales tax works or, um, all of that, I would say, would be the hardest thing. You know, I can coach all day. I can, um, you know, the gym can be clean and I can, you know, have that running perfectly. But I would say it's more so um, the, the, the financial side of things. I think yeah. that is, that's pretty challenging. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And making sure that you're like doing things the way you're supposed to, which right. is a learning and experience. And making sure everything's systematic too, right? When you're, when you're an owner, it's so easy for everything to get piled up and then, all of a sudden you, you start slacking off on multiple things because you have so many things to do. So if you have like a systematic way for, you know, handling your finances, sure. keeping track of numbers, um, all, all super important here. And, and so Kaizen Athletics, you guys are mostly a semi-private gym. Um, how, how many members are you currently serving? Um, so I would say we have close to about 250 to 300. Oh, wow. um, yep. And oh. act, active passes would be probably close to about 180. Mm -hmm. um, but then we have a lot of people that just drop in, you know, maybe once or twice a week. Um, but the way we have it set up is it makes it really easy for people to come in once a week and then maybe the other times they're going somewhere else or um, they're going for runs on the other day. So it it makes it easy for them to either be a past member or they can do drop-ins. And, and so do you have, by past member, do you have any members that pay on monthly reoccurring revenue or do you have everyone pay per session? Sure, so for us, um, you know, funny story, when I first started the business, I was doing everything by paper and, and pen, yeah. everything. And that, I mean, like, you know, appointments, sessions, right you know, and trying to keep, I would spend hours a day trying to keep track of all of that, which was a nightmare. Um, so I think about two years ago, I, I um, finally got a software app, which it was a life sin, but now everybody can just go into their app and they can book class, they can pay for everything there. So really I'm, I don't have to touch any of that, which is yeah. really great. Um, what type so, of, what's the software called? Just curious. So, yeah. So we use wellness living, wellness living. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. They do a phenomenal job um, and it just makes it very, very easy for our athletes to sign up. And we we make it so that they can sign up about a week in advance, um, but it's first come first serve. So if you book that class for Tuesday at nine, that's yours. Um, and then, like I said, we have five athletes. So if you get to five, you can be waitlisted. And if anyone can cancels, I'll just add you to the list. Okay. Um, so it makes that, I highly recommend that. That makes it really, really easy. And how big is a team? Do you have any other coaches that train with you as well? Any other trainers? Yeah, so um, it's me just coaching um, all classes. Uh, so we have close to maybe like three or four classes in the morning okay. and starting from 6 a.m. until about 11 a.m. And those are all hour long classes. And then um, in the evening, I have a 430 class, which is a... Um, it's called our adaptive training program. So it's called Kaizen Adaptive Training. And basically for an hour, um, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday right now, we provide fitness for individuals with long-term physical or traumatic impairments. Mm -hmm. And this is a completely uh, free class for them. So individuals, if they're wheelchair bound or if they're amputees, stroke survivors, you name it, they get that cool. class for free, which is really fun. Um, and I'm sure we can get into that further down the road, but um, so then I have 4.30 and then I have a 5.30, 6.30 class. So I coach all of those. Um, but then my husband is very, very involved and he, um, he helps on like the consulting side of things. Cool. So he's very helpful there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, and how's the workload on you being the solo trainer there? It, do you want to get to a point eventually where you maybe you hire a couple more trainers, especially when you move to this bigger facility? Yeah. So I would say my goal at a bigger facility would be yes, to bring on um, other coaches, mm -hmm. but make it so that they're a little bit more independent so that they're responsible for like bringing in their own members or their own clients. And then they would have class times around my class times. Okay. So I don't want um, like two classes going at the same time. Um, for, for us, for, since we've started in 2016, we are firm believers in like one class should be going at a time. Um, if you have, and, and I think the same thing goes with like personal training. If you have six different trainers coaching six different people in the same facility, and obviously it depends on the size of your gym, but that really takes away from like that individualized or, you know, people are all of a sudden doing all these different things yeah. where we like that includes, you know, being inclusive. So we only would want one class going at a time or like, you're going to have a private training session. You would be only at like that hour would be yours sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cause I think that just takes away from it. I, I agree for sure. I mean, people pay for that exclusiveness, especially, you know, Correct. private training and, and usually they're paying a lot, you know, most people are paying at least a grand a week in pr private training to go a couple times a week. Um, but cool. So you're sitting at 180 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Oh, yeah, that's that's constant. That is uh, that's always the goal is to bring new uh, new individuals in. And I think for us, we strive on um, or thrive on um, word of mouth. I think that's the biggest thing for us. You know, if, if Susie comes in, she's like, oh, I want to bring my mom or I want to bring my sister. And then they bring them in that that's worked for us a hundred times more than, you know, Facebook ads or Instagram ads. That's not as um, beneficial as somebody telling their significant other about it. Um, but yes, we're always looking for new members to come in. And um, I would say each week, I probably have three to four new people coming in. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So three to four, about 12 people a month. Have you tried anything else besides word of mouth? For um, marketing? Yeah. I mean, we are very, um, we're very good with our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, but I would say that has kind of been majority of it. And obviously and, and, like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say word of mouth is huge too, especially when you first start your facility, right? It, it really shows proof of product, proof of value that you know, the product that you're offering that you're giving your members, it is worthwhile for them to invite friends, invite family, sure. and, and it builds a, a steady core of members that, that don't really leave, right? Compared to trying to shovel people in here through digital mar marketing, still helpful if you could figure out how to use it. Um, but, but no, definitely. So, so how many leads did you say you get on a given week? I would through? say like each week, probably about three to four. Awesome. And, and yeah. 
based off like the the direction you're trying to go you know wanting to grow a little more is that like a, a number that you're comfortable with or would you like to see more people coming in i would love more and that's you know that's why for us too we want the expansion um so that we can have more class times and um you know we can have as you know we can build that um as much as we can but yeah i would love to have have all the people what's um What's stopping you from from holding classes or training sessions during the day? Is it more like location, hard filling those classes up? Yeah. So for for me, it's um, I don't think, and I think that this kind of is a broad statement, but I don't think coaches should be coaching more than like three to four classes in a row because yeah. you're not right. able to give the same. You're so exhausted. I mean, truly, if you're giving, if you're coaching like you're supposed to be, you're giving them all of you for that hour that by the third hour, or I mean, sometimes you'll hear a lot of people saying they don't do more than two back to back um, just because I, you want to be able to give them the same. <laughs> yeah, no. And, yeah. and what's funny is kind of, I hear the opposite. I talk to a lot of gym owners who kill themselves and work 12 hours a day and train yeah. people 12 hours a day and I think that's insane when we we're talking right now and you, you said you're the only trainer um I thought that's you know you were going to be on the same boat which I think is is you know not the smartest decision either you you can't operate for 12 hours straight right a good right. you know a lot of value to your members right. Um, and, that, and that's what it comes down to is like, yeah. you're, you're just, what's the value that you're going to give them if you're exhausted, like thinking long term, like I'm in year three doing this, I don't want to be burned out by year 11. And I think that should go to everybody like there is no reason you just need to be smarter about your choices. So you need to you know, work less hours, but make more. So maybe you charge a little bit more, you have maybe one more person in that group. So instead of five, you have six, and then you try to get a little bit more out of that hour because otherwise you, it's not conducive for long-term, yeah. honestly. And if people are telling you they, they are, then they're looking down like a short road because it's just not conducive. And ha have you ever thought of maybe hiring like another trainer to at least work during those hours so that you're making the most use of your facility? Yeah. So it's, it's hard to come by. Um, right. And also, you know, having difficult the, hours to, to fill. <laughs> it, it is there are odd hours. And then also um, I would say, you know, people have to understand that internship process first. So they can't just come in and be like, Oh, I'm going to just start coaching for you. Um, there's a, there's a few months of like interning. I just haven't, honestly, I haven't really searched for it and I haven't really like needed it just yet but i'm sure there will there will definitely come a time when i need to um start looking down that road for sure yeah yeah and, and so you also touched a little bit that you've done some marketing some facebook ads what does that really look like how'd that go for you yeah so i think starting off maybe i would i think i paid a few different times for like if we had a very um active post uh, on Instagram. I don't think I've ever done it through Facebook, but through Instagram, I might have like paid for an ad to go through, but honestly, I didn't really get as much traction from that as I would. Let's say, um, I'm going to host a free workout at our gym on Saturday at 10 o'clock. And I put it out to the community that would get a lot more traction than anything on the, um, on the internet, hands down. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so when you did, did you basically just boost a post or did you go into Facebook business manager and create a whole ad campaign. Oh, I think I just boosted a post. I think oh, okay. that's all it was. Yeah. Okay. So I don't like, I really haven't dug too deep into that. 
Um, I just feel like having those connections in person are so much more valuable as a business owner. Like I would say, you know, also as an entrepreneur, it's not like, oh, I work from six to five and I'm done. It's literally all day long. Yeah. You're either, you know, if you're not coaching, you're at home working on what you have upcoming, you know, what events you have, or also you're out in the community, whether you're at a coffee shop or whatever, you have your business cards on you and you just happen to talk to somebody. And then next thing you know, you're giving your card to them, be like, hey, come try out a class for free. Like right. that is being an entrepreneur. That's putting yourself out there to talk to people and like telling them why you should come to work out. It's not, oh, here's a really cool post on Instagram. Like, let me go look at this gym. It's no, I met Emily and she was really nice. She was very encouraging. And, you know, maybe I'm going to try her out. You know, that goes a lot, a lot further than some social media posts. I agree. Definitely. And, and they are just tools, you know, at the end of the day that you could choose to use or not. Sure. If you do figure out how to use it correctly, you know, it is to your benefit. Um, I mean, how would you feel if you are able to like double the amount of leads that you're getting and not have to go out into the community so much to, to hunt sure. for members? Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I see both sides to it. hundred um, percent. I think for us, our community here is so um, outdoorsy, a lot of fitness, right. like you just like, it's inevitable. Like wherever you go, you're going to bump into somebody who you, it might be a lead. Um, so I would say being a business owner is challenging because you don't really take off any time. It's like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to, to talk about this, or, you know, here's an opportunity for me to do this event so that I get more people in. So I think it's just never ending. You just, you know, and is, if that's tiring, it is tiring, but you know, I, I've kind of come to terms with that. <laughs> for and, the and time so, being. <laughs> and so, um, Emily, what, what kind of is your sales process here for when you do get a lead? Just curious. So what if it is myself, right? And sure. I either see you somewhere or hear about you from a friend or family member. I walk in through the doors. How, what is your process from turning me into, from an interested lead into a paid member? Sure. Um, so I think, you know, even when we had our gym in the past, uh, my husband would always say I was the closer because I would just, it would just happen. They would just sign up. So I think I have a, a natural gift. gift. Yeah, that's a good gift <laughs> I have a natural gift, but, um, you know, I think for me, when I bring people in, I think there's a lot of intimidation, obviously for people when they come in, um, especially when it comes to small group training. Because I think if you're choosing the small group training route, you already have a little bit of trepidations about you probably want a little bit more education, a little bit more training, like you want your handheld just a little bit. Yeah. So for me, um, when I bring people in, I, I show them that fitness is supposed to be fun and that they're supposed to enjoy themselves. They're not supposed to leave hurting, throwing up there's a time and place to probably feel that way, but not in the beginning. So, you know, when I first have them come in, it's very easy. It's like, Hey, I want you to, you know, just give them a little taste. And at the very end, you know, I'll say, you know, and also I would say going back to that sense of community, you have four other people. And, and I've been so blessed with the culture that I have at Kaizen athletics is they could care less when you come in. If let's say you come in and you lift five pounds or you lift 300 pounds on your deadlift. No one could care less. So they are encouraging, they're, they are motivating, they're a, the nicest group of people I've ever been with. And I, so I think almost them, 
those individuals, I have to think more than myself, because when these people come in and, and they have trepidations, these other people are there encouraging them, making them feel like, hey, we're so happy to have you here. Um, I introduce everybody to each other. And the next thing you know, they're talking about similar likes and what they're doing after the workout. And all of a sudden that person doesn't want to leave because they've made friends. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily me. I would say that the people I have at the gym, they're the nicest people I've ever met. So I, I would say for them, they, they should always leave wanting more. They should always, they should never leave hurting, having an injury. You should baby them because you have had them for one hour out of the day. So the, the idea of like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make this hurt for them. That is old school way of thinking. Yeah. It's like, you know, they should enjoy themselves. And honestly, that has worked for me every single time. Um, and you know, I'll just say, all right, you know, I have you set up on the app, just sign up for a class. Boom. And that's it. Cool. So cool. it's so, not, yeah, it's, it's really not all that sexy. It's just happens. Yeah. And, and so do you give like one free class? Is it multiple a week at a time? Sure. So I used to do bring a friend for free every Thursday. Okay. Um, but then our classes were getting so full um, on Thursdays. So then I ended up taking that away. Um, but then, you know, there are times I would say during the week for the small group training, I don't offer that free class anymore. Um, but I do have like made up cards that will be like, you know, one free class. So if I do run into somebody, let's say at the grocery store, I'm like, Hey, here's a card, come try it out for free. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends on Saturday, we have that we'll typically have a free workout on Saturday. And that's a good way for them just to come in and kind of test things out to see if it works for them. Um, but there is a lot of benefit to, to the bring your friend for free. I do think that that in the, in the marketing uh, world, that's a really good strategy. Yeah. And, and do you track like your conversion rate for the people who do walk in compared to the ones that you're able to close and turn into members? Yeah, I do. And I, it's, it's pretty low. Like we, we've most people that, or I, I would say that's it. Like most people that come in the doors, they end up becoming members. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Awesome. So it, I've been very, very blessed. It's, sounds like it's the environment that you create too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, the culture we've set is unlike any, and I've, I've, I've dropped into a lot of gyms before I've been to a lot of places I've coached at a lot of gyms and I have a lot of pride when it comes to our space because of um, the way people are with each other and it's in a fun environment. And yes, they are still getting a great workout in. They're moving well, they're um, learning a lot and that translates over to them wanting to stay. Yeah, and, and Emily, I always like to ask this question. If you had a magic wand, right? Let's say a magic business wand, you're able to tap your business and have it be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Mm. A perfect Kaizen athletics. Sure. Um, I think finding balance for me. So I would say first off for personally, I think balance is hard for me. Um, I say yes. And I think most entrepreneurs when they're starting out probably say yes to everything. So I'm, I would say personally, I, in a, in a perfect world, I would have more balance in my life because it seems right now, you know, everything's so work driven, yeah. um, that I, I can't think about anything else. Um, and but I would what say does balance mean to you. Would you say that's balance. more like freedom you know, to where your business kind of 
is self-sustainable, runs on its own. Correct. Yeah, I would say freedom from thinking that every moment that I have free doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, right now, every moment I free, it's like, okay, I need to plan this event, or I need to do this social post, or I have to do this, like any moment free, I feel like is a, I'm, uh, I'm wasting time when I could be growing. Um, so I'm in that spot right now, um, which is very, um, it's stressful. Um, and I think it's a lot of burden that I put on myself. It, it's self-inflicted because, right. Um, I think most people can probably figure out how to turn it off where I feel like I have to constantly be on. Um, I mean, it shows you care and it shows that I, I mean, do. every good business yeah. owner has the same feelings that you do about the business <laughs> and they're scared to lose it all at the same time. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. What do you think you have to do so you could get to that point of, you know, having less of that burden, having more freedom? Um, sure. I, I don't think there's an answer. I, I think you just, and I, what my husband has told me before is um, he's had the same feeling in the past and he spoke to other gym owners and they said, either you accept it or you get out of it. Like either you accept that this is your baby. This is what you want to pour all your heart into and like have something to be proud of. Or you say, I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's too stressful. It's too much. You know, I want that um, time by myself, whatever it is, you have to just be okay with the choice you make. And I think that may be true that, you know, maybe, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Um, and I don't think I've talked to enough gym owners to know how they feel. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's pretty, you know, probably similar. I did talk to one one time and she said, you know, she has a mental breakdown probably once a week. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's, that's encouraging. Um, but, you know, I don't think people talk enough about, you know, the, the, um, the stress that it puts on the gym owners to be good at what they do. Um, I don't think that we should compare ourselves to uh, like what other people are doing because you can get trapped in that. Um, you know, I think that, there's six coffee shops on one block. Somebody's going to go to whatever coffee shop they want to because they love the coffee. Same thing for a gym. You could be in a line of gyms, but if you do, if you have, you know, if you're giving it your all and you have the best of what you think you have, then they'll come. Like that's where they want to be. But maybe somebody doesn't like your style or what you do or your your um, your methodology, whatever it is. They might go somewhere else, and that's fine. But I don't think we should get trapped in like, oh, so-and-so is doing this. I need to do what they're doing, or I need to do this better. It's like, well, just focus on what you have and make it the best. Right, right. And who's to say, um, I, I liked what you said about your husband and, and how he said maybe this, or how you were saying, maybe this is how yeah. it's supposed to be. Sure. Because it is your own life, right? And, and people tell me that too. And if you choose to work 12 hours a day because you're a hard worker and you love your business and you want to see it succeed. It's right. like, who's to say that you're doing the wrong thing, right? It's your <laughs> <Sure>. life. Um, <laughs> no, no. So, so you also mentioned you're looking to quadruple pretty much the size of your facility within the next couple months. When it, what is the date or the goal date that you want to do that by? Sure. So um, it's all up in the air, um, but we are approaching our last year at our current space. Um, okay. And our current space is 800 square feet. And we're looking at a potential building that would be close to 4,000 square feet, which is hard to believe. Um, but yes, if I could, you know, uh, wave that magic wand and, you know, the professional side of things like my business being perfect, 
it would, I could just fast forward all of this part and just be in the next space. Um, because I think this next few months are going to, or these next few months are going to be very challenging. Yeah. Um, just because it is such a huge jump for me. Um, but I'll be honest, when I signed my first lease for the current space that we're in, it took me a month and it took me, you know, going over to the landlord's house so he could talk me through it to like, tell me, you know, you know, I, there's so many trepidations, no matter if it's 800 square feet or if it's 4,000 square feet, right. you're going to be nervous about it because it's so much to take on. Um, but I'm excited for the growth. I think it's, uh, inevitable. It's, it's, it needs to happen. Um, but I think the, the financial side of things, um, that stresses me out because it is such a big leap. Um, but ideally we would be, um, kind of moving in that direction by October of this year. October. There you go. October. And, and everything part of the process, right? What, what do you think? I mean, what are some of the boxes that you have to check here so that it's a smooth transition for you? Because it is a lot of pressure, more overhead, you know, you're, you're going to have to fill up more classes, um, possibly get more trainers. So what are some mm -hmm. of the boxes for you to make this a smooth transition? Well, the great thing about if this does work out, um, we do have the other space until February. So the transition wise too of like okay. moving our gym from one facility to the other, it can be gradual because we're not like, oh, we have to get out right here. Um, so I can gradually be setting up that space how I want it mm -hmm. while I'm still coaching out of the other gym. Um, so that transition, I think, was going to be pretty easy. Um, there will, and I think for us, um, a great uh, passive income for me is retail. So we, with the new space, you'll have um, an entire retail space inside the gym. So whether that's t-shirts, tank tops, um, we do a lot of like post-workout drinks and we do electrolytes. Like I can just, that's limitless with, with retail. And I think that's where a lot of gyms make a lot of, they can make a lot of money mm -hmm. if that's done appropriately. Um, I think uh, you can make a lot of money out of that. So that's going to be something that's going to be great for us um, as well as um, yes, having to find, you know, some other trainers if they want to um, have some other class times around mine. Um, but that's not something I'm too stressed out about. Um, I think that will happen with time. And then for me, I might bump up my classes to six athletes per class. Okay. Um, and then also I, my overhead will be a lot higher. So I will be probably bumping up my, um, my drop-in rate or my package rate just a tad as well to cover that overhead. Okay. So there will be a little bit increase in, uh, in prices there, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, and then have maybe some, uh, some more class times. Um, and then another thought process for us too, was like bringing in people, if they wanted to have like a yoga class or if they wanted like any like subject matter experts that wants to like rent the space or have a class at a certain time, I think that would be a great way for us to bring, um, in passive income as well. Yeah. And, and what would you say is like the, the goal or the number of members that that you need to have in this new facility, not only to, to cover this overhead, but so that it's still profitable so that you could walk sure. home taking money. Sure. Um, I think doubling doubling our um, our member base would be, would be great, uh, or at least a great start. And I think that that won't be a problem. Um, I think we'll be able to bring more people in um, and build that up, no problem. Yeah.
Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't have any worries there. I think um, once I have that bigger space, um, obviously, you know, I have to get more equipment and to fill that space. So um, I'm sure at some point I'll have a business loan in some capacity as well. Um, but I think that that's all part of the deal. In order to grow, you have to kind of take that leap. I love it. So exciting, exciting. Very exciting. exciting. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm very excited. And then not only that, I'm sure you're in your busy months too, right? Down there in Virginia Beach. Is this like the busy time of year where there's a lot of people visiting? Yeah, I would say so. Um, but we don't have too much of um, a drop off when it gets cold. We have a very consistent base of um, athletes and they just come in whether it's cold or hot. So I would say, yes, it goes up probably a little bit in the summer, um, but it really is we're, we've been very lucky. It stays about the same. There you go. Yeah. You go. Um, and then for us, we don't, uh, we don't run the AC or the heat. Um, so we, uh, it gets it's time it gets, to sweat. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to sweat in the summer and the winter. We, uh, we, we bundle up and you'll warm up quick. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, yeah. and as we close out here, last question I like to ask, what is a piece of advice that you would like to give to either, you know, a new gym owner that's coming up here or that you would give to your younger self about, um, you know, running, starting your business in general? Sure. Um, so I think the biggest piece of advice that I could give to anybody is be patient and educate yourself daily, whether that's listening to podcasts when you're in the car or reading a book or talking to another colleague, um, educating yourself because you can always pick up different advice. Like the reason you guys do this podcast you can always pick up something from somebody else and maybe implement that into your business. Um, but being patient also is a big one because, you know, I don't think people understand the grind that it takes. Like this has taken me to get to this point has taken eight years. Like it has taken so long for me to get to the point where I'm getting recognized by somebody in California. Like I, I would never in a million years would even imagine that life or never would I even imagine a life where I'm moving into a 4,000 square foot building. So it's, it's put the work in and just understand that if you want something, you have to work every single day at it. Um, and then, you know, be kind. Um, I think a lot of times, especially in the gym space, um, people can be very hard on each other for maybe the way they look or the, the way that they um, speak or whatever it is. Um, I think if you treat people with respect, um, whatever that looks like and, and um, whatever, wherever they are in their life, they come to you in a very vulnerable place. You need to be able to take yourself out of the equation and, you know, get to their level and be like, I'm going to make you feel great about yourself and, you know, speak to them like they're humans, not like right. a project for you, you know? Um, so I think building relationships is so important, um, and just making somebody feel so comfortable in the gym space space can go so far and you can get so many members just by making somebody feel like you actually care about them and that you want them there that will make somebody's, um, you know, gym just explode. I so that was, those would be my three big things. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate yeah. it. Emily Throckmorton, you guys from Kaizen Athletics out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Make sure you check them out. And I appreciate you once again. Um, 
as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today. And I'm here with Joe from Premier Martial Arts, Raynham in Raynham, Massachusetts. What's up, Joe? How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. That's my pleasure. All right. Awesome. So let's jump right into the details here, wasting no time. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? What's the story there? Uh, well, going way back, uh, in 1984, the Karate Kid came out. Uh, at the time, I was about 10 years old. And uh, that's back when VHS was around. And I uh, did a lot of rewind play or rewind play. And then um, a couple of years after, my sister, my oldest sister, had a boyfriend that uh, was training in martial arts. And uh, back then, when I was a kid, I my dad worked nights and my mom worked days. She'd get home around like five o'clock at night. So, and dad would leave around three. So there was that two hour window with not very much to do in Rehoboth, Massachusetts. So I, I found myself getting into a lot of trouble. So uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time had made like the suggestion, like, Hey, maybe you should uh, have him come down to the karate school and check it out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went, I fell in love with it. Uh, and then from there I started teaching roughly in about like 1991 uh, and I fell in love with teaching right away, uh, just seeing somebody not know something and then performing at a high level and knowing that you had, you know, something to do with that just was very gratifying for me. And then I didn't really realize that I would end up taking it to uh, a professional level. Um, I was at a school at the time where uh, they needed some people to help with some sparring rings. And that's literally how it got started. So. I uh, ran a sparring ring. I was working with a couple of the kids that were sparring and I was just giving them feedback and I was totally into it. And a few of the other parents that were noticing it, like, Hey, who's, who's that guy that's helping out with the kids? You know, back then I was probably about 17, 18 years old. Um, and then as soon as I heard that, I was like, huh, well, I guess maybe I might be pretty good at this, you know? So then from there, um, a couple of opportunities opened up for me to work for, um, uh, United professionals, uh, is what it was back in the day under uh, Grandmaster Greg Silva. And I got the opportunity to move to Florida to help one of his top program directors who was opening up his own school. Uh, he was looking for an instructor. So I loaded up the truck, uh, actually the car back then, um, about, I think I was about 19, 20 years old and moved out there and, uh, and the rest is history. I, I, yeah, I was just totally in love with it. Wow. Yeah, yeah I love that. I, the- passion fuels the uh the career 
I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when I saw like uh, Grandmaster Silva School, which was in uh, at the time Coral Springs, Florida, and he had like 1300 students in one location. Um, the place was so huge. He actually had to get a uh, traffic light out in the front of his dojo because the, the traffic was just absurd, like crazy, you know, and uh, I saw that and it just blew my mind at like, how does someone get 1300 students in one location? You know? Right. And then he opened up a, a consulting business and, um, and a lot of guys, their careers catapulted from there just by, you know, being in a shadow, watching what he did uh watching the classes how he planned his classes how he did his advertising his marketing and so many other uh school owners from there became hugely successful like you know uh barry vanover uh, who now i believe has the largest martial arts franchise in the world um and that's the uh franchise that we're a part of awesome okay and now what is the business model look like within the facility are you offering group classes semi-privates one-on-ones uh kind of walk us through what the the layout looks like within the facility yeah on my dojo right now we have about five thousand square feet of training um we have two dojos two separate dojos within that one unit um each dojo is probably about i'd say my biggest one is probably about 1500 square feet for one dojo and maybe about 1200 feet for the other square feet for the other one um, so yeah, we run group classes, uh, ages all the way down from age three, our oldest student is 73. Um, we have what they call tiny champs, which is like the three and the four-year-olds. We have little champs, which are like five through seven, and then, uh, champions, which are ages eight through 12. And then we have our teen and adult program. Okay. So when, yes, yeah, so when anybody comes in for the first time, they start off with an introductory course, which most schools do. Um, ours right now, I believe is $29, the special that we're running for two classes, which includes a uniform. Um, and then once they come in, we obviously, you know, try to find out what, what it is exactly that they're trying to get out of the, their training. Uh, and then we run the first intro showing them all the basic techniques to prepare them for the group class and how we can tie all that into their goals. Uh, and then at the end of the class, after we show them a few basics, We'll give them a, goal, a couple of goals to, to do at home. So that way that the parent could see that it's all goal driven. You know, no belts are handed out, no belts are given. You got to work for every single belt. And then when they come back in the second class, we reinforce what we taught them in the first class is all the basics and what have you. And then now uh, we find out if they accomplish those two goals, which 95% of the time they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, they earn their white belt. And then we show them which options that they can take as far as signing up right after the second intro. Got it. Okay. And are you working with mostly kids? I know you said you do have some adult programs as well, but is the majority of the the members that you work with based around I would, kids? I would say uh, most of them are kids, although we do have a really great adult program. Um, as far as the actual number, unfortunately I don't have that right now, but I'd say maybe two thirds kids, mm-hmm. one third adults. Okay. Roughly, give or take. Yeah. Okay. And overall, within the membership, how many people are you currently serving within the facility? Right now, we have about 225 students. Okay. That are currently training, actively training. Awesome. All right. And are you looking to add to the membership and grow the membership, or are you kind of out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the goal for this particular location, because of the square footage and 
having two dojos really allows us to do more with the schedule, like have back-to-back classes, simultaneous classes going on. Uh, we're actually just now getting ready to, to incorporate a, uh, a yoga program as well. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, the, I would say our goal for this particular location would be about 400 students. Okay. Awesome. And do you have a plan in place to get to that number? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, most martial arts schools will tell you that um, everything starts with the classroom floor. So Mm -hmm. the classes have to be fun and exciting for the kids. They need to be learning things that they see on TV. Um, And for the parents, they need to be seeing, you know, benefits being taught on the mat, such as, you know, respect, focus, self-discipline, um, and how that can be tied in to not only at the dojo, but also at school, at home. Um, and we do a, a three-month testing cycle. So um, when someone's getting ready to, to be promoted and test for their next rank, we actually give them what we call an intent to promote. And so in the intent to promote, uh, they would actually take home to mom and dad, and it just asks them some simple questions like, are you, uh, you know, doing the things that we're teaching in class, he's showing respect, he's showing focus. And then there would be a spot on there also for the school teacher uh, to fill out, to make sure that, you know, their behavior at school is conducive to what we're teaching at the dojo as well. And then as as soon as we get that in, along with their uh, belt testing fee, uh, that would qualify them to move on to the testing. Got it. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Keeping them accountable, not just in the gym, but outside of the gym as well. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so as far as growth goes and getting the word out there about what it is that you do and letting people know that you're there, how do you do that? What does marketing advertising look like for you? We do uh, what we call the shotgun approach. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of that concept or not, but it's, it's, it's like, you know, there's no silver bullet to marketing, right? It's not just one bullet that can get what you're looking to get out of as far as results. So with the shotgun, when you fire off a shotgun, it throws out all kinds of different BBs, right? So we'll do, you know, organic marketing, grassroots marketing, um, such as like ad cards we still do, business to business ad cards, uh, birthday parties, which is something that, you know, people have been doing for years. Uh, We also do pizza parties. We do booths. um, We do referral contests. obviously Facebook, Instagram, Google. I mean, that's primarily pretty much, you know, what we do to try to get the results that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously with a saturated, excuse me, a saturated market now. I mean, when I uh, opened up in uh, Raynham in 2014, there was, I think, two schools around me. And now there's probably about five schools that Mm -hmm. are around me now within that eight year timeframe. Um, so it's, it's really blowing up big time in, in regards to, you know, people opening up schools, uh, even now with the premier martial arts franchise, um, they're popping up all over the place, you know, and, uh, which is a great thing because it just goes to show you how valuable martial arts really is, you know, and how much it changed lives. And that's pretty much our slogan is it's empowering lives through martial arts. Right. Uh, so it's really like back when I started martial arts, I had my, my parents had to drive me 45 minutes to get to the place that I was going to, you know, mm-hmm. and then a, a half hour to 45 minutes of training and then 45 minute ride back twice a week, you know, where a lot of people now have so many options that they can go to because they literally have a school right down the street on their corner. So, you know, most people are going to look for convenience. Um, mm-hmm. 
to, to, you know, just go to the school that's right down the street, opposed to maybe driving an, an extra five miles down the road to, to go to another school, you know? So, right. but it's definitely uh, way more popular now than ever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely has um, almost become like trendy within the industry, especially right now, you know, a lot of different forms of martial arts. So yeah. that's okay. a good thing. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and now one thing I would love to ask about are either key challenges or bottlenecks within the business that you're facing right now. Um, so if you are facing any, what are they? And if so, how are you overcoming those? Well, um, you know, as we were talking about with uh, some of your experience prior to the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Zoom really helped us through this whole COVID thing. Um in fact, I mean, there's a silver lining to it. You know, it was very unfortunate that it came out and it is what it was, what it was. But on the other end, it actually opened up some doors and opportunities for us as well, such as learning about Zoom. And um, for that whole two month shutdown, that's literally how we kept the dojo alive was through Zoom classes. Right. And then when we came back, um, we were actually in a 3000 square foot facility. Um, and then there was that whole six foot distancing, like, you know, and the school that I had prior, you couldn't really fit a lot of people on the map with that whole six foot distancing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so then I, I spoke with the landlord and I told him, I said, Hey, look, you know, is there any way that we could expand because the unit that was next door to us was vacant? Um, and then the logistics of it all, it just wouldn't work out. But then he showed me a spot that we're in now, which was absolutely perfect for us. Um, and then once we got in there, it really just, like I said, just opened up so many doors for us. Um, yeah. I, I would say currently right now, as far as challenges, um, I'd say right now, blessed as we are, we don't really have very many challenges. I think the big thing that I could speak for overall for most is just having staff that you can rely on and trust. Um, you know that they're in it to win it. They're in it for the students. They're in it for the long haul. Um, and I know some people, you know, really struggle with that concept. And with us, um, our, our staff is like a family. You know, we, uh, we train together, we work out together, we, we do business training together, um, we go on, you know, trips together, we do everything together, you know, and, and, it, and it, it's kind of like that saying that the, uh, the tide rate, the tide right raises all the boats, right. Mm -hmm. And I, I really do believe that being a part of the premier organization for one, that really helps out a lot, you know, because of the resources we have, um, just all these successful school owners that are out there, you know, I'm a part of their group and you always see really cool victories popping up, like ideas that, you know, that you might've not even have thought of and they're like, wow, that looks really cool. Let me give that a shot. Let me try that out. Right. You know? So I think because of being a part of such a big organization and just so many great people that are a part of it, um, I think that lessens the challenges, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the unit that we're actually, the plaza that we're in right now is kind of like a, it's an older plaza, um, but the, uh, the rent is right. It's perfect. Um, and the, uh, the previous owner actually sold the plaza. The new owners came in and just totally revamped the whole place. So that was our biggest challenge was just the place just looked like it just looked mm. worn down and old, you know, but they came right. in, they painted the place, they put a roof on the place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as challenges right now, knock on wood, <laughs> um, we're not facing too many of those. Awesome.
Good. Glad to hear that. Uh, yeah. Now, what is the big picture goal for you with the facility? So I always like to call it like a unicorn goal. So like perfect world, perfect situation uh, goal for the business. What does that look like for you? My goal is to own five dojos. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a, on a fast track of that back in 2014 because the, the dojo that I purchased was already an existing dojo. Um, so I literally took over all the students. Um, I actually moved the uh, school about two and a half miles down the road because the current facility that the guy was in that I bought it from, the rent was just enormously high, you know. Um, and being that I was purchasing it for a really high monthly rate um, to be able to purchase the place, plus counting all the overhead that he was in, it was like, it, would, it just wouldn't be worth it. So one of the arrangements that I made with him is I said, look, listen, if we do purchase the school, you know, uh, would you be willing to, you know, break the lease? He said, yeah. So that was the big uh, make or break decision for me to be able to do it. So then we moved, like I said, about two and a half miles down the road. Um, I took over the original staff that he had as well, um, which initially I had thought was good because I kind of knew them because we were a part of the same organization back then. And I knew their faces. I knew who they were. So I just assumed that, you know, this would be a pretty good transition. Uh, turns out it didn't work out so great. Um, the two lead persons that I had that I took over uh, just pulled some shenanigans and um, really hurt me financially, mm-hmm. um, which was a huge lesson to me that, A, the guy that I used to work for before wasn't really doing the right practices, which I thought he was. And I just did the same stuff and come to find out a lot of it was illegal um, as far as salary versus hourly Mm -hmm. overtime pay and salary. I I really found myself in a lot of trouble. So these two individuals capitalized on that, um, uh, got me for quite a bit of money and ended up moving and opening up their own dojo. Wow. Um, At the same time, I was going through a divorce. So it was like all hell broke loose right at once. This happened right around like 2017. Excuse me. And then uh, it was just a crazy time for me uh, from the divorce to, you know, the the bad two staff members um but you know through the grace of god and my faith and um just believing in myself and knowing that i could get out of it uh here we are you know uh, in 2022 i have my dream school i'm now married to my dream wife i have my dream staff um so you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel even though sometimes it might look really dreary and dark and like yes you're at the wit's end but like i said through my faith in the martial arts and um, it really, really got me through it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know, sometimes those things happen to redirect you. It's yeah. hard to see that when you're, when you're in it, but you know, when you're on the other side of it, you kind of realize that, you know, Oh yeah, it was a very expensive redirection, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but it all worked out. It all worked out, you know, yeah. so I, I have nothing to complain about. Um, like I said, I'm truly blessed and, and I just love what I do. It's not a day of work. I mean, I'm on call. It's my business. So I'm on call 24 seven. I have my school self, uh, school landline, uh, forwarded to my cell phone too. Mm-hmm. So I, I take all the calls. I just, uh, have my staff do whatever they, they do in their departments. And I take all the calls and now basically kind of like a secretary where if somebody's calling to look for a certain person, I'll literally just merge the call to that person they take the call and I just put it on mute and just kind of listen in, which kind of helps me train them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause if I hear certain things that I can try to help them with, then 
know, right. that's a perfect opportunity to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you mostly outside of the business right now? Uh, um, no, I'm still involved. Um, my right-hand man right now, um, a guy by the name of, uh, Johnny Gazdia, he is, uh, right now expecting a baby like any minute now. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he and I, uh, he, you know, he was a part of the original cast, if you will, when I purchased the school and he was really young at the time. He was probably like 16 and he got caught up with the other two uh, staff members. So it really made things really kind of like, you know, very odd and very strange. Uh, but then he kind of found out the true colors of them and understood what I was doing and what my mission was. And, and from there, we've just been super, super tight, super close. And um, he's kind of like a kid of mine in a way, I mean, yeah. he's, young enough, he's young enough to be my kid, you know, um, but uh, he's just amazing. So what we want to do with him, as soon as he gets the baby all situated, you know, I give him a few weeks, I'm going to give him a few weeks off to just bond with his baby. And um, so therefore I'll be back on the floor again, which is great. I love being there, you know, right. so it's not, not a big deal, but um, and once he gets back and he gets, gets things all situated, we want to open up a second location, um, which I'm actually going to make him a partner of. Um, we've already been building bench strength through our certified instructor training program, where we have some unbelievable uh, candidates coming up to be able to, you know, achieve that goal of five dojos. Um, and what I want to do is make sure that I'm not just in it for myself, right? I want to be in it for them as well. And so I want to be able to provide them opportunity to be able to grow as well. So as I open these locations, let's just say they get bit by the bug and they say, look, I really want, I, I want to try this on my own. And it's all right, perfect. Well, you know what? You just you just buy my portion out and then we'll go for another one or you go open up your own, you know, but um, right. I just don't want to go in on a, in a selfish way. Like it's a me, me, me thing. It's it's got to be an us thing. And mm -hmm. I think that's where some people kind of might get it a little confused. It's like, you know, people it's like the same people don't really care so much about how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that goes a long way. A real Absolutely. long way. So the, the goal is ultimately five dojos. Um, uh, Sensei Gazdi is what we call him at the dojo. He's the next up and comer to open up the next one. Then I have uh, a couple of other guys that are underneath him that he's been training through me. It's like that whole domino effect thing, right? Yeah. And uh, we got definitely some some really cool things up and coming for them as well. Some great opportunities, you know. So definitely. But yeah. what's what's cool about it? It's all. It's not like I put an ad out you know, in the paper looking for an instructor, it's like, we, we, we have a bond, we have a solid relationship. So I know that once they go in, they're going to, they're going to be in it to win it and, and do everything that they can to make it successful for everybody. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, staff is hard to find and it's, it, really it sounds like you've got a lot of good people that have stuck with you for a while that you're yeah. building, you know, and that's an important thing too, is that you know, like you, you touched on really caring and showing them that you care, sharing the vision with them and then building them along the way as well. Like you're setting people up to open their own businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that is huge. Really uh, and that is. goes a long way as far as them actually being bought in and putting the time in and, you know, yeah. really helping grow the business. Cause it's, it's hard. It's hard to find good people that stick around for a long period of time. So, well, I mean, I mean, think about it too. I mean, we live in the age of, you know, where we have debit credit um, and cash. I mean, that's basically, you know, how we run the business is we take in cash. And what, what I don't want to have is 
somebody taking in the cash and, you know, slipping a little bit in their pocket, you know, yeah. it's like, I got to be able to trust that person wholeheartedly to know that I don't have to worry about any sneaky shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Right. Right. Um, one of those, uh, two previous staff members that I was telling you about, I found one always being, always going to the bathroom. Like he was in the bathroom all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, is everything okay? You know, and come to find out it was just to kill time, be on his phone, you know, and it was just like, wow. And then we came up with the, uh, what is it? It's, um, Oh, my, bo- my boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. This is why I poop on company time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that was born from him. And I heard right. that. I saw that somewhere and I'm like, wow, that's him. That's totally him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just spending and wasting time essentially just to, yeah. 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 But looking, trying to look busy. Right. But you can, right. I mean, you've been at it for a little while. You can tell based on the numbers, the stats, the results. And- oh yeah. And just, you know, moseying around, like, what are you doing now? What's going on? Oh, I was getting back to the lead. All right, can I see your phone? And there's a YouTube video going on, you know? Right, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) All right, so now one thing I always love to ask about with every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, doing their own thing, going their own way, what would that be? What is one of the most important things that you've learned over your time in ownership? It's really simple. You have to love it. You really have to love it. You know, um, right now our organization, um, they've actually provided opportunity for people that are just entrepreneurs to purchase a dojo, you know, and which is great, which is fine. Cause I think that really kind of like, uh, kind of balloons it out even more, you know, mm-hmm. where these entrepreneurs will actually, which is great because premier, what they'll do is they'll actually find instructors for them or train instructors for them at the corporate headquarters where they can actually learn the the whole entire system for the entrepreneur that's purchasing a a premier school, you know? Um, So, but even with the entrepreneur, they obviously have to be a fan of martial arts. They have to, they have to love it. Or even if it's a gym or whatever it might be, they have to love it. There's gotta be a passion for it. Um, And also a passion for people to be able to want to help people achieve their goals Um, and really internally wanting to do that and, and for no other reason other than that and I think by having that kind of perspective on running a gym or a martial arts school everything else will take care of itself you know because mm-hmm. people can see that passion that they I've had uh, a few students come in as soon as they walk in and they're just like wow there's just really something different about this place you know and I'm like well what do you mean it's like it's just the, the type of energy that you get when you come in here and everybody's just so nice and respectful and kind and friendly. It's just like a, a big family, you know? And I think people want to be a part of something like that, especially for people that really don't have family, you know, right. um, or people that just uh, don't really get accepted in very many places. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's a lot of the reasons why some of these young kids, they turn to gangs because they really haven't been given an opportunity to be a part of something positive, but, but, regardless who you are, you have that desire to be a part of something bigger than you, you right. know, and, and to be accepted. And I think that that right there is the big piece is you just got to love it. You got to love yes. it. Absolutely. And that comes across that shows, you know, it's Absolutely. like when you're just genuine about what you're doing and you love what you're doing, that shows. And that yeah. is contagious. Like you said, like people want to be around that type of energy, 
you know, exactly. they can tell, they can see right through when you're not being genuine or, you know, you don't really love it. You're not that passionate about it. That shows and it translates into every other aspect of the gym. Absolutely. So yeah, that's totally. absolutely an, an important piece there. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm on, let's see, Rumble. I'm on Rumble. I'm on um, LinkedIn. And that's pretty much it. All right. Perfect. And is it just um, PMA Rainham? on like Instagram, Facebook? Yep, yep. Uh, we are at PMA Rainham on uh, Facebook. Uh, but even if they look me up personally, Joe Fishbach is uh, is on there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how you could locate me. Or you can even email me at joefishbach at me.com um, or even email me at pmarainham at gmail.com. All right, perfect. All righty, so Joe from Premier Martial Arts in Raynham, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Kanika and Anshul from Grit Labs out of Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, we are doing great. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Brooke. Of course, I'm excited to have you guys here. And first of all, I want to thank you. I think it's a big deal that you took an hour out of your day to sit down and have this conversation that is going to give back to the industry. So I appreciate you both for that. And really, before we dive into the business side of things, tell me what made you guys open up this gym? So we've had a very different background in our lives and we've managed hotels for many years in Dubai before we moved to Canada two and a half years back. And on the side, we've had this passion of running circuit training, but that was pretty much free for the hotel associates. Um, And we said, we're gonna do it at a professional level once we move to our new place, i.e. Canada, Ontario, Burlington. And we said, let's take it at a professional level. And we always had it in mind, we're gonna do it. We did it despite of the pandemic, which it just started out when we literally signed the lease. So, 
which signed the lease in February or March. That's when the lockdown started. And then we were ready to open doors in June, July, in the middle of the lockdown. We still went ahead and we just did it. Yeah, we just we just love the concept and we love the group dynamics. Well, props to you guys. You know, you started this at a really unfortunate time in our history, in the world here, and you've been going now for that's over two years ago. So props to you both for, you know, rising above that and um, persevering for our listener here. Give us your best elevator pitch of Grit Labs. Tell us who you are, what kind of services and products you have to offer. That way our listener has a better understanding you know, moving forward in this conversation. Yeah, sure. So Grid Labs is an old school boutique group fitness studio wherein uh, we mainly focus on group classes and there can be as many as 30 to 36 people in a class. Uh, we have three main programs from um, HIT training and we call that bootcamp. And the second is lift. Lift classes are low intensity weightlifting. And then the third one is baby and gym, which is moms and dads, parents with their babies literally in the gym and they get to work out for that for that 45 minutes. Each class is 50 minutes and really tailored for uh, all fitness levels. Um, and yeah, we're, uh, we've, we've, we've been open what two and a half years or so and uh, we opened in the worst time and I think we're, we're getting, we're slowly getting there um month and month yeah it's getting yeah. better yeah. yeah for sure well you know group training here you guys seem really passionate about that model and I love that because it's so needed not everybody can walk into a gym with a bunch of equipment and be successful on their own there's a huge percentage of the population out there that really needs to be surrounded by people with a coach showing them what to do. And so you guys are doing exactly that. Right now, how many active clients do you guys have in the studio? We have roughly 150 active clients. Uh, 150 yeah. active clients. And is that you know a place where you guys are feeling good or are you looking to increase, welcome more members, hit the gas in that aspect? We're, we're hoping to go up to 250 um, by the year end. Wow. Okay. So yeah. you're really looking to add uh, at least 100 clients. Yeah. Um, what's the square footage of the space? I don't think we covered that yet. Yeah, so it is 2,200 square feet and it is one big room with high ceilings. So there is no reception desk, any of that. Literally workout space is 2,200 square feet. That's awesome. And that really gives you like a room to make these room to make these classes pretty big. Um, I think you said like 30 to 36 people can mm -hmm. come to one class. Yeah. Um, how many class times are you guys having a day? So we have anytime starting from um, literally every day, 6 a.m. Then we've got a 9.30 a.m. We've got 12.30 p.m., which is the baby in gym, and then 5.30 p.m. and 6.45 p.m. That's all weekdays and the weekends. We do mainly 8 a.m. and 9.30. We also do a kid's class, literally age 8 to 12, and that's at 11 a.m. Uh, weekends. Okay. Awesome. So since you guys said that you really are looking to grow at a hundred clients by end of, of year, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process? So that looks a little bit different for everybody right now. So what, what are you guys doing to make that happen? So, you know, we're, we're trying a few different things, which we were not able to try before in the last two years, which is one of the main things is events. Uh, we have been doing quite some events in the last two months from the time we've started seeing people have started to come out. 
And those events would be anywhere from workout, go workout in a park, uh, to we're doing free community outdoor workouts every month. So once or twice a month, anyone and everyone can come, including kids. Uh, we're doing events like that. Um, do you want to cover one other? Yeah. yeah, so our concept kind of like thrives on community. So that's why we kind of like do lots of community events where like parents could bring their kids, like their teenagers and little ones. So like the environment is kind of like very friendly and very family-like. Mm -hmm. So like we said, it's very inclusive. We modify everything for mm -hmm. if you have kids in the class, if you have pregnant moms in the class, if you have slightly older people. So that's what we're kind of like aiming at. Lots of community events where people can come together. If there are yogis, they could come. If there are people who cannot lift weight, we would do a body weight class for them. So just having everyone there, I think that kind of like spreads the word. And that's kind of like just saying that we welcome everyone and hoping that they would probably come join us in the future if they like mm -hmm. us. So yeah. A couple of events, for example, we had on Father's Day, we had something called Beers and Barbells. So literally we worked out and we had beers after. Uh, we are in 1st of July, which is Canada Day. We have partnered with um, a very, uh, a, a yoga, a power yoga studio and very well known in Burlington called PYC. Um, and we're doing 30 minutes of PYC and 30 minutes of us in our parking lots. So the PYC community is coming to us and our community will be joining. And we expect 1st of July as many as up to 80 to 100 people. So yeah, things like that. Okay, so a lot of events, and, and I like the idea of events because that produces in this industry what we call word of mouth, and yeah. word of mouth is great because it's free, um, people just talking about us, um, but it's not, well, I love it, I feel like it's not an effective way for us to predict our growth because we could get 80 people to come in for an event, but not all 80 of those people are going to decide to convert to members. Yeah. Sometimes we might only get like one or two members from a big event that we spent hours planning and it's really frustrating um <laughs> because yeah. we want all we want everybody to convert because we know how awesome our product and our service is so I love the idea of events if they're supplemented with something else do you guys do anything else to attain new clients so another thing which is ongoing is we had a contest called refer and win, which is literally ongoing at the moment. Um, you, you as a member can bring a friend and the friend will get five-day trial. That five-day trial is only open to your friends. It's not on website. On website is only one day free trial. And then you enter a contest and we're giving away three big prizes uh, by the end of this month. That is one thing. Another thing we had done month and a half back or so was partnering with our neighbor businesses. We are in a complex where there are a lot of kids studios and we partnered with them and we said, you know, this was the Instagram contest wherein you, um, again, you tag your friend and you win something. And that way there's a lot of exposure, cross exposure from these studios uh, audience to ours and vice versa. Uh, we did that the month before. Um, and yeah, those were, those were the main one I think we've done mm -hmm. we've done this year yeah apart from that we also do things like we have an annual event called dirty games of grit wherein we go to a farmhouse and we take over the farmhouse and we create six stations a one-hour workout there is no not even a single piece of equipment which belongs to the gym everything is from pulling a tractor to 
um, carrying, you, you, you've got a wheel, the wheelbarrow and you're taking stuff from one end to the other end to flipping tires. To... Like there are sheets that horses kind of like stand on. Yeah. So they're like flooring, but they're like really heavy. So people kind of like need to pull that, um, crawl in the barn. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just everything based out of a farm. So yeah, like yeah. you said. Idea. And I think it's so cool because you guys are, you are really involved, like getting involved in, in the community and, and setting foot, foot in your community. So people can kind of see you in action. Um, they see you in action and that really makes them fall in love with you guys and, and everything that they do. Like if they go to that, that event, they're like, Oh, I wonder how fun, you know, a class would be with these people yeah. every day. Um, and, and, that's guys- what, and that's what we observed that from that event, nobody signed up directly. There were five newbies in that event, but we had a professional photographer come in and we shared photos at the end of the event with those people who came in, those 50 people and those people started posting their pro photos getting dirty and whatnot. And then these people really got interested. They've been looking at us for a while, but then when they saw those pictures, now they are coming to our community event. We just had four yeah. people between yesterday and today coming to the community event on first because of the Dirty Games of Grit, which happened uh, two weeks wow. back. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So you guys had a photographer and people were sharing the photos. That So that's kind of my next question for you guys is like, Social media. I know that you said you're kind of old school, but is social media something that you guys utilize right now to help your business grow? Yeah, we are like very active on social media. We kind of like make it a point to post every day and at least have like a story from each class. That's what we kind of like tell our coaches who train the class. If they have a minute or so in between, capture those moments, make some stories. And that's what kind of like, I think people are always on social media, right? These days, it's kind of like their connection to the world. So um, yeah, we are very active on social media. Yeah, another thing we recently added is celebration of number of classes somebody's done. People didn't realize we've, we've had our founding members who literally have started completing 400, 500 classes what? in less than two years. And when we post that photo of that member with the little board saying 500, great and glory, that says a lot about the brand and how interesting the classes may be that this person's done 500 classes in two years. That's, that says a lot. Yeah. And there's a hidden message going out to a lot of audience and you know of course I know that that's something that's very attractive for somebody who's looking into your gym if they see oh my gosh you know somebody's been there for 500 classes it must be good Uh, so you know with the social media side of things you know I talk to gyms very often here who say that you know they've done the organic stuff but they got into you know the digital advertising piece with social media and putting a dollar behind some of their posts is that something that you've tried yet or you know since you're in the fairly new stages you haven't dove into that avenue yet we frankly we did try it but not at the right time because we were constantly running into lockdowns Mm -hmm. and that was very discouraging for new members to come at uh, so we did try it. We did see some results every time we did paid ads, but I think the timing was not the best simply because. Yeah, was, it was just never know. consistent, right? We would get like three people who would come from an ad, but they would come try in and then we were in a lockdown. So we would not see those people in for like two months and yeah. then we lost those people. So it was kind of like a trend that kept happening. And then we mm. unfortunately kind of like put a pause on it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And, and it's hard too, like the timing with that, you know, you guys try to add it at a bad time. And also just in general, paid ads on social media are a hard thing to figure out to make it something that you get a, a really high return on investment from. I know that I'm an expert at fitness and managing a team, but I am not an expert at figuring out how to run digital ads, but it is definitely something that will help you reach a larger audience. Right now, what you're doing, you're reaching the people that are, you know, friends of friends in your community, but you're not necessarily reaching the people who are in the town or the city that you're, you're in who don't even know that you exist. And sometimes the people who don't know that we exist are the people that, that need us the most. Right. Um, and, and especially the fact that you have this class for, for young or for new parents, um, that's amazing. And, and you could reach so many people who are probably at home with their babies who don't even know you exist if you were able to kind of reach them through an ad or something like that. Do you guys foresee that that's something that you're going to, to do here in the future again? Yeah, we may. We may give it a try. Uh, we're open to the idea. Uh, we would love to yeah, try the things we are trying in terms of events and whatnot. Yeah. And then we're, yeah, we may definitely give it a try just to see how and what results to be seen now that times are a little different. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, continue doing the things that you're doing, because I think that events are great, especially with this group fitness model. But I always, you know, believe that we should supplement like multiple ways to find new clients. Um, and so kind of want to move on from, from this discussion and ask you guys, cause I think it's relatable for many listeners here. And that's the idea of, you know, what would you say is a bottleneck or a challenge for you guys in terms of business? And what are you doing to kind of overcome that? So one of the bottlenecks we've had was our membership stopped growing at the pace it was at one point. And we felt price was a barrier um, to few people. Now, obviously, there are different, you know, there, there are different examples. And somebody could say, "Hey, um, you could go to Orange Theory or F45, and they're charging uh, 40, 50 percent more than we are charging, and they have a good database." How's that, right? Um, and we don't want to compare, but it's good to know what's out there in the market, right? right. So. We used to be at, we had two main options, which was $199 plus taxes every month, no commitment. Literally, you can tell us one day before you don't want to renew, we'll turn it off. And then we had $169 uh, plus taxes per month, and you had six months commitment. But we were not growing so aggressively at this rate, yet we saw some members paying this rate, absolutely. Um, and now we have recently, we haven't seen the results yet because it's very recent. We've just launched something new called 12 months commitment, just 129 a month. Um, and we are positive that we should see all, lots of people have turned away or shied away because they thought that it was a lot before. This is a very, very competitive uh, rate for what we offer. In fact, this is one of the lowest when you look at the competition. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're tackling it with a longer commitment. So we're getting in a 12 month commitment and going lower because we want to fill in classes. Mm -hmm. We are introducing something called a student pass. We've never had that. And we're going to, again, drop the rates just for students. 
again, what that is going to do is bring in more people, bring in more bodies, more classes are busier and energy will attract more energy. And, and these students, even though they may be paying slightly lower, they would still talk about it. They will post about it and you know it'll get more people interested. So yeah, that's the direction we are taking and that's work in progress literally as we speak. Yeah, so you guys took the angle of, you know, hey, let's lower our prices because it's going to get people in the community more on board. Mm -hmm. And so when you lowered your prices with your current members, did you also lower their prices as well? Like if they wanted we, 12 months? We, yeah, we had a way around it. Now, all the members who are existing in the moment have got six month or no commitment and they all have pausing options okay. and you can pause twice in a year up to four weeks each time so with this new 12 month commitment there is no pausing option you literally it's auto pay for 12 months come what may sick traveling there's no pausing option so lots of members are already comfortable with what they have not everyone's jumping on it uh we've We've had yeah lower interest, so we we were mindful of that. Uh, yeah, but they do have like the option to downgrade if they feel like, but then just the commitment is longer for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so with the commitment, the twelve month commitment, are these people like signing a contract or like how do you like make sure that you know that because that's a big deal and in this industry we all see people saying like oh yeah I want to do this for twelve months and then three months in they're like oh, I'm going to Europe for a week and so I can't yeah. I, I I'm not paying for my membership while I'm gone. Um, so how does that work for you? So we, you know, because it's something brand new, we haven't had that where people want to pause and we are emphasizing on the point that it comes with no pausing option. And obviously you do have that two to 3%, uh, you know, people in a few months and they would just uh, take their credit card off the file and they'll stop answering your emails and things like that. You do have that you know, two, 3%, and that's, I think, part of the business. Um, but I think because we've dropped it, dropped the rate substantially, that is a, a great candy for, you know, people to jump on. Um, and that's why we're seeing uh, interest and in, literally we just launched it. So I'd be able to give you a, a better perspective on this, maybe a couple of months down the line on, on you know, what we really saw with the price change. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've never talked to somebody before who's like, ah, oh, let me lower my prices. It's going to get people more invested, but yeah. an interesting angle to take nonetheless. Um, and, you know, hopefully that will drive more people converting to memberships for you all. Um, do you have an option where like members can pay in full? for like a few months or a year or anything like that? Is that something that you offer? So that is something we offer only in our special sales. Um, so you could pay 39.99 for the year um, and you get the entire year, unlimited classes, all events and so on. Uh, we do put out sales and there's a big sale coming now. wherein we call it a one hour sale and we create a little bit of urgency and we will put it out 11, you know, 11.99 instead. So that's less than $100 a month unlimited for the year. But that is only a one hour sale. And if you get it, you get it in studio or you don't. Um, so yeah, we do, we don't put it out on our website, but we do these during sales. 
So if I came into you right now and I said, all right, I really want to pay, like, I love what you guys do. And I want to pay for my entire year because that helps me stay committed. Is that something that you could offer me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, and so I think that's a really interesting kind of thing. Like I, I would always encourage clients to sign up for like a group of months in full because that's guaranteed income for you all at once and that's a good that's a good thing a good cash flow for the business um and i kind of want to ask you both if i could hand you a magic wand and i said all right guys you know all your goals for grit lab have been achieved you've gotten to where you want to go what would that bigger picture look like for you Hmm. So the bigger picture would be a the classes are full. We have to add more classes. There are less hours in the gym where it is sitting empty because with this group environment or group dynamics, you know, half of the time the studio is sitting empty. Um, and we're already looking at a second location. So <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. Like yeah. for both of us, I think the bigger picture is busier classes, of course, and then a new location if we could in the future. We'd yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. So what has to happen within the business right now for all of that to become a reality for you guys? So we need to touch 250 members as our base. Um and then, yeah, and then it'll flow. I think that, yeah, yeah. that would be, that's our goal. Um, and once we get there, we're, yeah, yeah. With your current efforts, do you think that, like, how long do you think it's going to take you realistically to hit the 250 kind of goal that you have in mind? I think it may take us, and we, but that is, we have to persist and we have to get creative and we have to stay on top of the game until this year end uh, to gain another hundred members. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. It's challenging in this industry, especially in today's day and age. We talked about this a little bit before the podcast, especially up there in Canada, you know, um, there has been a lot of restrictions holding you back. And a lot of people are still really fearful of the pandemic. And so, um, like you said, kind of have to get creative to try to bring people in the door, but I'm excited to see how that growth process goes for you guys. I think you have an amazing mindset behind you. That's going to pull you to where you want to go. Um, and so last question I have for you guys is where can our listener go to find you guys on social media? So our handle on Instagram is grit labs dot ca that's g-r-i-t-l-a-b-s dot ca um otherwise you can find kanika at nix yeah your, your yeah. nix n-i-k-s underscore d-e-v yeah. or unshul or mine would be unshul a-n-s-h-u-l underscore g-l and you know it's an open it's an open account so anyone can follow and yeah absolutely Well, thank you guys so much for being here today and sharing, you know, your take on this industry. I really appreciate your insight and listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.